Okay, welcome back everyone to another division breakdown segment. Just as a reminder, as the season is getting closer, I'm going to be doing these division breakdown segments where I'm going to be breaking down in depth each of the four teams in the division and how I think the division will ultimately play out by the end of the season. Now, in this division segment, I will be breaking down the AFC East. Now, this division has been historically bad for a very long time, which is why the Patriots have had so much success. But it looks like things are finally starting to change. We'll have to wait to see the season, though, exactly how it'll play out. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. My name is Garrett, and this is All Things Football. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the New York Jets. Now, the Jets are a team that have struggled for a very, very long time. And I am not a big fan of quarterback Sam Darnold, like, at all. I didn't think he was good at USC. And I didn't think he's good for the Jets either. I'm not really sure why they drafted him, you know. But some people are madly in love with him, and I just don't. I don't know why. I don't see it. Hasn't really been able to do anything for the Jets, and I don't foresee him being able to do that much for them this season either. That being said, I thought they drafted several good players to fill positions of need. They drafted Mickey Beckton in the first round, who is my offensive tackle number one. And that will really, really help strengthen their offensive line, which is something that they struggled with. And so that'll be a good um, pick for them. And then as well, as they drafted Denzel Mims to come in and replace Robbie Anderson, they lost in free agency due to the Panthers. So I thought those were two excellent draft picks and would immediately help the team. Um, and then so just with all of these two picks, they also have running back Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore. Now, Le'Veon Bell really hasn't been the running back he once was when he was with the Steelers. I do think the year he took off hurt him, as well as not having a top offensive line that he was so privileged to have had while he was in Pittsburgh. And with Frank Gore, I mean, kudos to him for playing in the league for this long. I mean, he's just ancient, but it's just, you know, he's not really as dynamic as he used to be. He's just old. Um, so he has just a veteran talent for them, but he's not really anything dynamic that makes me afraid of their offense even a little bit. But, you know, their offense has talented people on it. I just think that they miss with Darnold. And I think that the rest of the, the defenses within the division are either top of the league or are getting better. And, and, you know, the Patriots especially. The Patriots and the Bills both have very good defense. And the Dolphins are trending upwards. And Darnold plays his absolute worst specifically against these division teams, especially against the Patriots. So he missed a lot of games last year because of mono, but so he was only able to play one game against the Patriots. So in that one game last year against the Pats, he threw four interceptions and had a total QBR of one. That's got to be one of the worst games ever played by a quarterback in the NFL history. I mean, his QBR against the Bills was an average of 39 too. So, and he lost to the Dolphins once and then barely beat them by one point the second time he faced them. So he's not been very good within the division at all. And I think that is going to continue this year. Their defense just doesn't have anyone really either to help out the offense at all. And it just got worse with the Jamal Adams trade. He was easily their best player on defense. <coughs> I would even argue the entire team. And they shipped them off for a huge haul. You know, they were able to get two first rounders, a third rounder, and safety Bradley McDougall. But even though that is a lot in return of a player, it is not going to help them at all this year. And who knows if they will be able to hit on those draft picks for the future. They also grabbed C.J. Mosley in free agency last year, who I thought was a great addition. But unfortunately, he ended up spending the entire season basically hurt 
and didn't really play at all. So he wasn't able to bring that much to the team this season. So hopefully he'll be able to come back from injury and help out the defense because they desperately need it. Rookie defensive tackle Quinton Williams didn't seem to add much to their defense last year, only accumulating 15 tackles and two and a half sacks. So he'll need to grow in his second season as well if the defense is going to be any better. No one else on the defense really jumps out at you as, as an elite player. And, you know, that's one reason why they allowed a total of 359 points last year. The only team in the division that allowed more were the Dolphins, and they were in a complete, complete rebuild mode. So the Jets have a long way to go on both sides of the ball to even think about competing within the division. And head coach Adam Gase doesn't really help the team at all, I don't think either. I, mean, I don't think he's a very good coach. That was a questionable hire. But, I mean, he just shows up with his crazy eyes and does who knows what. It doesn't really seem like any of the other players really like him or respect him, and it's hard to coach that way. I mean, we saw this with the Adams trade. Now, while they were able to address important concerns in the draft for their offense, they haven't done nearly enough to bolster their defense. Teams are going to be able to put up plenty of points on them this season, and it's going to be on Darnold and the offense to help keep them in games all season. And... I don't think Darnold has it in him to lead any miraculous fourth quarter comebacks either. So it's going to be another rough season for the J-E-T-S Jets. They will be vying for the number one pick in the draft all season, and I would not be surprised if they end up taking one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft in Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance. They will have plenty of draft capital to move up as well if needed. So remember, you heard it here first on All Things Football if they do decide to draft a quarterback. Now let's move on to a, a team that has been very promising and has made a lot of moves to be better, and that's the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills are one of those teams that have really gotten better over the last couple of years, and I think it's really as a result of bringing in head coach Sean McDermott and the success he's had with their defense. The success of their defense has been what has carried them and I think can finish in the top five this upcoming year. They've also done really, really well in the draft. All of this has led to their success these past couple of years. The Bills were my breakout team last year to where I thought that they were going to be a lot better than everyone else thought. And, you know, they obviously were and finished 10-6 and six with a playoff appearance. The offense and defense both have really transformed, and it's been exciting to watch. The Patriots have had an absolute stranglehold on this division, so it's about time another team within it starts to threaten. Now, Josh Allen has been an interesting quarterback to watch because I think that when he plays good, he can be a pretty solid quarterback, but I also think he struggles a lot too. You know, the Patriots are obviously one of these teams that he struggles against. You know, in both games, they only lost by touchdown, which tells me that the defense was working hard and doing all they could to hold back Tom Brady in the past, but the offense couldn't get their act together. Now, granted, the Pats had the top defense last year, but still, Allen has played some of his worst football against them. I think that Josh Allen has great potential and is a very, very tough player, but he's just going to have to play better and grow in the quarterback position. The Bills... I mean, have also put a great supporting cast around Allen to succeed. Not only do they have running back Devin Singletary, wide receivers John Brown and Cole Beasley, but in the draft they also picked up running back Zach Moss, as well as trading a first-rounder to the Vikings for wide receiver Stephon Diggs. That Diggs trade, I think, can help take Josh Allen this offense to a whole nother level. I mean, he's a dynamic receiver, and it gives Allen another solid option every single play. The offense should look a lot better this year than last, and I expect a big season from Allen with the weapons they have provided him. Who their defense is loaded to. I love this defense. It's a scary defense, and were very, very good last year. Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, and a lot of other players who are ready to give hell to opposing offenses this year. I truly believe this will be a top five defense by the end of the year. They're that good. 
And Sean McDermott has been able to turn this defense around and put it almost on par with the defense of the Patriots. If you don't believe me, the Patriots allowed 225 points and the Bills allowed only 259 points last year. But the defense can only do so much and it's going to be up to Josh Allen and the offense to finally usurp the Patriots in the division. Now more than ever, especially after the loss of Tom Brady, this division is open for the Bills to take. I won't ever count the Patriots out though, but the Bills are there nipping at their heels, waiting for them to slip so they can take over. The Bills definitely have the potential to become division champs. The defense will be stout and keep the team in games all season, and Josh Allen will have to use his new offensive weapons to win games. Don't be shocked if the Bills end up at the top. Now moving on to the New England Patriots, who for the past 20 years have just dominated this division, like without question. And the real question, though, this year is, are the Patriots even going to have a team? I mean, I say that jokingly, but in the past couple of days, we have seen a huge number of Pats players opt out for this upcoming season due to concerns regarding COVID-19. Now, as of this podcast, they have six players who have opted out so far. Now, I was honestly surprised to see this many players opt out, especially coming from the Patriots. They've got linebacker Dante Hightower, fullback Dan Vitale, running back Brandon Bolden, offensive lineman Najee Torin, offensive lineman Marcus Cannon, and safety Patrick Patrick Chung have all opted out and will not be playing this season. Now, the loss of Hightower and Chung on that defense are what stick out to me the most, and who knows if more players will opt out. In an already challenging season with COVID restrictions as well as using your six-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, losing Stallwatch on the defense can present a problem for the Pats. After all that being said, though, it is hard for me to bet against the greatest coach of all time. I mean, if it was any other team that had this many players opting out, I would be concerned. But Belichick will still have his team ready to play at a high level, and he'll be able to work around the absence of these players. The Patriots have built a lot of their success on the next man up mentality, and will have to do it again this year. We saw last year uh, you know, how the offense underperformed, and they won a lot of games by their defense. They have the number one scoring defense, and the offense just basically had to put up some points and not turn the ball over for them to win. The defense will still be great this upcoming year and won't make life easy for any of these division quarterbacks. These young players and rookies, though, are definitely going to have to step up and play a huge role in in the success of their season. Among all of these changes, though, the biggest one might just be the one who is under center. Tom Brady, obviously no longer the quarterback for the Patriots, as he's left for warmer weather down there in Tampa Bay. And honestly, that was a pretty crazy event, as most people, including myself, thought that Brady would either settle again, or the Pats would find a way to pay him to keep him on after all he has done for that organization. I definitely don't think they've given him the respect that he deserved. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, they just couldn't come to agreements on anything. And that Tom Brady love boat sailed on, leaving them with second-year quarterback Jared Siddham to man the offense. At least that's what we thought. After not addressing the quarterback position at the beginning of free agency or the draft, the Pats finally made a move and signed free agent quarterback Cam Newton, who was released by the Carolina Panthers. I think this came as a shock to most, just because it happened so late after Belichick made it seem like Siddham was for sure his guy. I mean, for weeks, all we heard was, Sid is the guy, Sid is the guy. But is he, though? Now... I think this was a great signing for the Patriots, especially because Newton is being signed dirt cheap. I mean, it's only a a $7.5 million deal, and that's mostly with incentive. So they're paying him absolutely nothing to come in and help the team. This is the Patriots doing Patriot things, just genius level here by Belichick. Not even 
Now, even before the signing of Cam, I thought they would still win the division, mostly because I'll put my trust in Belichick over any of the other division teams. But this addition to Cam, I think, does elevate the team. Now, I think Cam's 2015 MVP year was definitely an outlier in his career. He hasn't ever really played that well since then. That being said, when healthy, he's still a great athlete and a good quarterback and can help elevate any team that he's playing on. I think that Belichick and offensive corner Josh McDaniels will be able to work with him and help elevate him even more. He also seemed like he's got a lot of chips on his shoulder, so he's going to come in and play hard to prove himself. I think that Cam should definitely be the starter over Stidham, but we'll see what happens. Belichick may believe, you know, may really believe in Stidham and think that he can win them games, or maybe it will be starting Stidham to wait until Cam can be caught up to speed with the rest of the offense. All I know is that whatever Belichick decides to do, I won't question him. The offense does have talent, but it's not the talent that the Patriots offense once was. Julian Edelman led the league in drops last year, but could still be a good slot receiver for Cam. When Mohamed Sanu came over in a midseason trade, he didn't really add much impact to the team, but him and Cam have been working out, so maybe they'll be able to get on a page together. As well as rookie wide receiver Nikhil Harry, who was hurt a lot of last season, so he wasn't able to play much either. The running back group, though, is pretty solid with Sonny Michelle and James White, although they struggled last year. Probably because they had some injuries to the offensive line, but, you know, the players are there. It will just take whoever is at the quarterback position to help and elevate them to play even better. That is something Tom Brady has been able to do in the past, and now it will be on Stidham or Cam to do. The defense, obviously, is going to look a lot different this year due to those that have opted out. They still do have the McCourty twins. It's Stephon Gilmore in the secondary, though, so I think they'll be fine. Belichick has always had good defenses, and this year will be the same. The defense is what carried the team last year as Tom Brady's play slowly declined. I expect with the cap space now that has opened up due to the players that have opted out that Belichick can do some shopping here before the season starts. There are still a number of free agents available like Jadavion Clowney or maybe even Clay Matthews. Who knows? You know, Belichick will probably bring in someone that we probably least expect and will turn him into a stud, I'm sure, because that is just what he does. So they're going to have to just rely a lot on rookies and young talent this season. But if there was a coach and a team that could make it happen, this, this is the one. Now, I think that Cam Newton will help make them better than what they were without him on the roster. No question. But I don't think that his play will be able to elevate them any higher than a wild card playoff appearance. I don't think this makes them Super Bowl contenders by any means. And while they won't completely fall off the face of the earth, they aren't going to be much above it. And now moving on to the Miami Dolphins, certainly last but not least, because the AFC East better watch out because the Dolphins are coming up. Now, the Dolphins are in a unique position because no one expects them to be good this season, and so they might be able to surprise some people. You know, all of last season, they were visibly tanking for Tua. I mean, they were in a complete rebuild and showed that by trading a lot of their players for high-quality picks. We saw them trade Laramie Tunzel and Kenny Stills in a package trade for the Texans' first-rounder, as well as Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers for another first-rounder. And they were ready to start the rebuild off with cheap, young talent. They also spent a ton of money in free agency and adding veteran players to their team like Byron Jones and Kyle Vinoy. These veteran players will be key in helping to turn this team around and to elevate young guys around them. The taking for two ended up working perfectly, and they were able to draft him at number five overall. His injury as well as the incredible, <coughs> as the incredible season that Joe Burrows had definitely helped them with this because for trying to tank for the number one overall pick, they played pretty competitively against the teams and ended up winning five games. Now, because of the Burroughs Heisman season and the injury concerns surrounding Tua, the Bengals opted to go with Burroughs, which allowed the Dolphins to get their guy. 
Now, I think this is a super exciting pick, and Tua can help to change his team around, but not this year. I've done a whole segment already on how I think Tua should just do what Mahomes did his first year and sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think it's important for him to get fully healed up and get used to playing in the NFL before throwing him to the line of fire, especially because the offensive line needs help. They could end up transitioning him in midway through the, through the season after he has been able to acclimate himself a bit, but not out of eyes against that. But I'm also some guy in his basement who does the football podcast, so who knows? You know, I don't really know as much as I think I do, and so I trust whatever the offense organization to do. But, you know, whether they will play him or not, we'll have to wait and see. But I do think that once he gets behind center, it will begin to look like a whole new team. The Dolphins needed to get better on both sides of the ball, and I think they were able to do that. I'm excited to see within the next two years the success of this team and see how head coach Brian Flores can change the culture of the team. Now, as previously mentioned, the defense got better with the addition of Kyle Vannoy and Byron Jones, as well as having guys like Xavier Howard and Avery Moss and Emmanuel Ogba. The defense last year got torched repeatedly and led the league in points allowed. Every time I had a player on my fantasy team that was going up against the Dolphins, I would always start them because I knew they were going to have a ton of points that day. These new additions, though, should help them this season, although they are still going to be rebuilding, so the defense still might struggle. These new additions, though, definitely help in setting the team up long-term. The offense is set up with some talent as well as they finally address the offensive line in the draft. There is still a lot of work to do, though, with the offensive line, and hopefully they'll be able to address those concerns. Their offensive line gave up a total of 57 sacks last season, so the addition of Austin Jackson is greatly welcome and should help. They've got two new running backs to the team in Jordan Howard and Matt Breda who are two veteran running backs. Uh, so neither are very you know, dynamic running backs, that, but they will be able to add stability to that position. You know, the wide receiver group is led by Devontae Parker, who actually had quietly a good season last year. I mean, I don't think he gives the credit he deserves. Um, so I'm excited to watch him play, especially when Tua eventually gets there. And, you know, they also have Preston Williams and Albert Wilson, who are also good targets. You know, the offense is going to need to get better if they want to compete within the division. I think that it can be decent with Fitzpatrick and will reach a whole nother level once Tua finally comes in. If they finish towards the bottom of the league again, they will be in prime position to draft some top talent in the 2021 draft. Being able to protect Tua and surround him with dynamic players will be the key to their long-term success. Even as the underdog, though, I think they could sneak up on some teams this year. Now, to bring it all together, my prediction for how AFC East will play out this year is this. In first place, it will be the Patriots again. In second place, the Bills. In third place, the Dolphins, and at fourth place, the Jets. Now, even though Tom Brady is no longer a Patriot, the greatest coach of all time is still there, and I trust that Belichick is going to be able to figure out how to win games this season, especially against the divisional teams. All teams struggle when they play the Patriots, and I expect that to continue. I want with every ounce of my heart, I mean, believe me, every ounce to say that the Bills will take the division, but I'm just going to have to see it to believe it. The Bills definitely have a chance to win this division, and it would not surprise me if they did, but I just can't bet against Belichick in the past until the Bills actually do it. The Dolphins are going to be slightly better than the Jets this year. While the Jets are just trying to figure out the direction of their team, the Dolphins seem to know exactly where they want to be, and so that will give them the upper hand this season. Alrighty, guys, well, thanks for tuning in to another segment of Division Breakdown. We'll see you next time on All Things Football.